Welcome to our C3 Grow podcast. Wherever you are today, we hope that this message encourages you. We'd love to see you in person at one of our three locations, Howick, Ormiston, and Suva. Visit c3grow.org for details. We're going to begin by speaking about the robe of righteousness. So if you have your Bibles here today, will you turn to Isaiah 61 verse 10? which speaks about the robe of righteousness, reads as follows. I delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoices in God, for he has clothed me with garments of salvation and arrayed me in a robe of righteousness as a bridegroom adorns his head like a priest and a bride adorns herself with her jewels. That is the Lord's thought towards each one of us. Everybody in this room is precious before the Lord. He gave up his life for each one of us. It's not through anything that we've done in our own personal capacity, but it is because the Lord gave up his life for us and had grace towards us. It's only by his grace and through faith that we are saved. And that's the way God sees us. He's adorned us with these jewels. He adorns us. If you can picture yourself, you picture the Lord putting a robe of righteousness on your shoulders. And you might not see it, but you know when you walk with the Lord, those around you see your presence. You have a presence when you walk in. You've been following the Lord. You're in his will. You're spending time with him. You, you wear that robe of righteousness when you walk into a room. You wear that robe of righteousness when you contribute to a conversation when you're with your colleagues, when you're in the, the schoolyard, or you, when you're in your communities, or when you're in your universities, wherever it is that you are, you wear, you're a representative of the Lord wherever you go. And that is the way that the Lord sees you. Now I'm reminded of the prodigal son, the parable of the prodigal son. What a beautiful prodigal, um, beautiful story that is a parable. And he returns home after he lived this lifestyle away from the Lord, squandering his money. And you know, it's not through anything that he did, not through any of his acts, but the Father's mercy towards his son forgives him and grants him this robe of righteousness. And that's the same with us. Whenever we come to the Father, it is by his grace that we are saved and he grants us this beautiful robe that displays his glory to all of those around us. You know, not only do we see it, should we start to see ourselves the way that the Lord sees us, but we also have a confidence and a boldness when we come before his throne. See, the Father does not see you coming before his throne, but he sees everything that his son has done. You come spotless, glistening as slow before the Father because of everything that Jesus has done. Sometimes we take that for granted. We don't often pray as much as we should. We don't often read the word, which is God's truth, the same yesterday, today, and always. He's given us everything we need to walk on this walk. But you know, there's power that comes with the righteousness of God. And we have access to it every time we pray. The curtain's sworn into it. We can come before the Father, get down on our knees, and hell will tremble because of the righteousness of God. And so there's a legal document that was signed. The minute you gave your heart to the Lord, there's a legal document, a covenant. Whenever you appear before the Lord, he will come in his righteousness to bless you. 
the requests that you have over your family, over your children. But you need to go before him, pray about it, seek his face. And you know, I know that we make mistakes. All of us make mistakes and fall at times. But the Lord desires for us to be in continual right standing with him. He wants us to continue to come before his throne of grace to ask for forgiveness for those things that might keep us away from the full life God has called us to live. You know, in the Garden of Eden, Eve forgot who she was in the Lord, and the enemy came to tempt her. Did God really say, is that really who you are? You could be better off. All these words from the enemy. And she believed the enemy. And in that moment, she sinned and gives the apple to Adam. But now the first question is asked, when the, when, when the Lord comes into the Garden of Eden and walks in the cool of the day, the first question is asked in the Bible, where are you, Adam? The Lord continually desires for us to be in right standing with him. Where are you? Come out, come out from there. That's not the place for you. You've been anointed. You've been set free. You've been delivered from your past. Don't hide. Come, make yourself right with the Lord. Be in continual right standing with the Lord. You have a responsibility. We sign that covenant. Be faithful to what he's called you to do. Come back. There needs to be that renewal. This is the life he's called you to live. See yourself the way that God sees you. You know, we were speaking about boldness and courage and, and how the Lord has blessed us with that whenever we pray and how he sees us when we pray. And sometimes we forget that because situations can overwhelm us. Situations can become burdensome. But, you know, I had this picture. I don't know if anyone has watched The Lion King, um, but it's one of my favorite uh, animated cartoons. <laughs> and in it, we see... Uh, Simba goes off and, you know, his father tells him, don't go, don't go into this territory, right? Keep over here, wherever the sun hits the ground, you stay within my kingdom. But Simba goes off exploring and he goes into the enemy's territory. And there the hyenas are, right, waiting for him. They're taunting him. They're telling, who do you think you are? Who you? Why have you come here into our space? Much like the enemy does into our ear. And Simba gets the courage up and he opens his mouth and a massive roar comes out. And even he is surprised. Where did that roar come from? Well, it's his father Mustafa standing behind him. Let me tell you, anytime you come before the throne of grace and you're praying about a situation, it's not you praying, right? The father roars on your behalf and the enemy trembles. You have power in your prayers and there is an anointing that comes with you wherever you go. Do not shudder. Do not fear. Do not be somebody who hides under the, the blankets. The Lord is on your side. He fights for you. He goes before you. He is faithful. You are powerful in the grace of Christ. You are powerful in his righteousness. Take hold of it. Know who you are. Do not tremble in the face of intimidation. Know who you serve. Your identity is in Christ. Hear him roar. Well, since we know our identity in Christ, we've been speaking about who we are in Christ and how he sees us. There also needs to be a response from us. 
Remember we said that legal document, the covenant that's signed between the Father and ourselves when we give our lives to him? There's a covenant of faithfulness that we also need to abide by. We also need to be walking in right standing before him. We need to desire to be Christ-like. You know, it says hunger and thirst for righteousness. I love the story of David. He was a man after God's own heart. Knowing how God sees me makes me know that his grace is all sufficient and that if he sees me that way and has had that much mercy, I want to serve him all the more. If he loves me that much and knows that I'm a sinner, I want to give my life to him and serve him even more. I want to lay down all the things that used to hinder me. I don't want anything to hinder me from serving the Lord. When we spend more time with the Lord, we want to be more Christ-like. We want to be more like him. We desire to be like our Father, to hunger and thirst for the things of God. But we need to put ourselves in a position where we are doing that on a daily basis, where we are responding to his call, where we are being obedient to what he's asked us to do, regardless of what we go through. You know, sometimes you need to just put down all the worries and cares that you're going through and focus on being a son and daughter of God, because that's all he's asked you to do today. He didn't ask you to carry all of the cares and worries that you are. He didn't ask you to put it on your shoulders. He can do that for you. He can fight the battle for you. All he's asking you to do is be a son and daughter of God. Be obedient. Take it a day at a time. Be obedient to what he's asking you to do. He'll sort the rest out. We don't know the end from the beginning. Only God knows. Focus on who he's asked you to be. We can't fix those situations in our own power. And we have to be able to give it to God. We have to be able to be praying. We have to be reading our word focusing on who he's called us to be. You know, the Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God, and all of these other things will be put into place. Seek first his kingdom. Put aside all those things you're worried about. Spend time praising him, just like David we were mentioning before. Spend time praising him in advance for the victory he's going to give you. You know, in heaven, the angels are not trembling and worrying about what's going to happen. They're praising God. All of heaven is filled with the praise and glory of God. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is full of his goodness. They've got no time to worry. They're not concerned with how this problem is going to be resolved or this one. No, they're just worshiping God because they know who he is. There comes a time in our life where we have to trust and know who God is and trust in the nature of God. He's bigger than my circumstance. He'll pull me through. He'll cause me to be victorious. He'll turn every situation around for my good. And I trust in his nature. I trust in his faithfulness. Sometimes we need to put aside, put it all aside. Focus on being a son and daughter of God. Focus on worshiping him. Focus on seeking him. And you'll find him. Hunger and thirst for righteousness. You know, whether we want to admit it or not, we are in a spiritual battle. The enemy is after your identity. The enemy is after your children, after your marriages. We have to be putting up a guard against that. 
to not pray about these situations, to not pray about the circumstances or situations we're facing, to not lift our family in prayer can be a dangerous thing. We need to allow God into our situations and circumstances. We need to release it to him, release our families to release our children to him. We can't control them in our own mind, and neither did God intend for that. But he wants all of those who are weary and heavy laden, come before me, put it before my throne, and I will give you rest. I will give you rest, not the world, not the advice of your friend who's a friend of a friend who's a friend of a friend. No, God will give you rest. Come before him. Allow him to work in that situation. You have to leave it at your throne. We have to be obedient in that. You know, Paul speaks about this. He says, stand firm. He speaks about the armor of God. Something we should be wearing on a, a daily basis, a challenge to myself as well. Stand firm then. Put on the belt of truth. The feet fitted in the readiness of the gospel. Take on the shield of faith to extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one. Put on the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. All of these things are our armor. You know, and Paul also speaks about the breastplate of righteousness. The Roman soldiers, when they used to go into battle, used to wear their armor. And part of that armor was a breastplate. And that covered the most sensitive part of their body because if any of the arrows went through, it would go straight to their heart if there was nothing protecting them. And so Paul uses this analogy to say, when you walk in right standing with the Lord, when you walk in holiness before the Lord, you have that authority. You have the presence of the Lord behind you. That righteousness is important to continually be in right standing. Don't give the enemy a foothold. Don't be ruled by your past. Don't be ruled by those things, you, you continual habitual sin that you get caught up in. Don't give the enemy a foothold. Put on that breastplate of righteousness, holiness, walking with him. You know, we can't be praying on Sunday and praising the Lord and living a different life during the week. Because it hinders everything that the Lord is trying to do in our lives. We want to bear fruit. We want to move forward. We want to grow. We want to develop. This is a race that God has given us. Then we have to take time to seek his presence, to pray, to continually, like when the Lord asked, where are you, Adam? Continually come back to the Lord in reverent fear and seek his face. Seek first his kingdom. Be in right standing with the Lord. Righteousness requires obedience. You know, it's one thing to hear the Lord's voice, and it's another to follow it. The Lord requires that we follow it. Now, Jesus says, my sheep know my voice, and they follow it. Not just my sheep know my voice. We have to know it. So we have to be reading his word, knowing the Lord, and discerning from the Holy Spirit, knowing the Lord is speaking to us. And we have to follow it. And we follow it. You know, Javis and I um, enjoy taking long trips. And one day we decided 
we were gonna drive to Napier. And ordinarily, I always put on the sat-nav, it's just my go-to, put on the sat-nav, listen to all of the instructions. But Javis said, no, we're not putting on the sat-nav, not asking for directions, he's gonna do this trip by memory. Well, what a mistake. <laughs> I tell you what, there were roadworks. We didn't know to take a detour. There was this heaven, there was this side lane alley. Oh my goodness. Oh, we ended up reaching there hours later. I was so tired and irritable. And I said, Javis, don't lean on your own understanding. <laughs> you gotta follow that voice, the sat-nav's voice when we get in the car. <laughs> <laughs> and that's true, isn't it, in life, right? We follow our own voice. We think we know what's best for us. Or we hear the Lord's voice, but we think, ah, I know better. He knows the end from the beginning, but we think we know better. We end up taking longer to reach our destination. We get lost. We end up in the enemy's territory, vulnerable to attack. Listen to the voice of the Father. He knows you. He can see the end from the beginning. He's the Alpha and the Omega. You know, his voice protects us. He protects you. Because he can see what's happening. It was everything. And it won't always happen in our timing. You know, Abraham, when he set off on his journey before he became Abraham, his name was Abram. And the Lord said to him, pick up your family and go to a place that I will show you. And so he, I thought he would go off and, you know, inspect it, test it out, and come back and get his family. No, he's obedient, right? He gets his family not knowing where he is going. He entrusts his family to the Lord, too. He gets his family. They all set off on this journey, and the Lord blesses him. He finds a place to settle. That is a wonderful analogy of how we are not to question but obey because the Lord knows what is best for us. And in that testing, he will cause us to produce fruit. He will cause us to grow. It'll be easier next time to trust and to follow what the Lord wants us to do. My sheep know my voice and they follow it. Submit your will to the Lord. And isn't, aren't those wonderful hands to be in the Lord's hands? Now, the Bible says we're hidden in Christ. He hides us. We're hidden in Christ. He is around us. He wraps us in his robe of righteousness. He goes before us. Trust him. Trust him. Nothing is too hard and impossible for the Lord. No good thing will he withhold from us. And you know, there is a peace that comes from trusting in the Lord. You can rest in knowing God's in control of my situation. I don't have to worry about it. There's a peace that surpasses understanding, not our understanding. You know, your family might be wondering, aren't you worried about this? Aren't you concerned? No, God's got it. I've left it with Him. Thanks for listening. We hope this message has blessed you. For more information about our church, you can find us online at c3road.org.